fine. Yeah, you're not alone. I feel that way. In fact, the majority of people feel that way. The truth is, we were all sold this great lie that being part of a silent majority was something we should be proud of. Being a silent majority allowed a very loud, angry group of people to control everything. And problem there is, that small group of people, they're communists. I say that myself as someone who's the son of a Cuban refugee who had to flee communism. I know the reality of how important the American dream is. I know how quickly we can lose freedom. And that's why this is our last stand. I'm your host, Robbie Starbuck, and I'm going to be diving deep on the issues and people that matter so that together we can save the American dream and once again become a loud majority that steers the direction of this country. If you're with me and you want to spread truth and wake up the masses, you're in the right place. Together, one piece of truth at a time, we can save America. Hey guys, thanks for joining me today. So if you were paying attention on social media over the past couple of days, I had a post go absolutely insane on Twitter because Elon Musk amplified it. Um, this post was exposing the insane anti-white racism of the woke left. Now, some people chose to make this an entirely racial thing. And I'm going to explain that, go through this, and really try to drive home what the real problem is, why it matters, and why for humanity to really succeed and get to where it needs to go, we all need to get on board with calling out wokeness and demanding an end to the policies and the people and the way that they're going about changing every institution in our country. Because this ultimately needs to be the thing that we all go, you know what, we're willing to die on this hill. And I'm going to explain why. So first, let me show you a few things. Um, so this is kind of how it all, all uh, started is, you know, he amplified this. If you look at those smaller numbers there, you will see over 10 million people um, were exposed to this, got impressions of it off just this one tweet, but it was shared even more than that. However, responses to it that were very typical look something like this. It's not like they lion. And we're going to come back to this after you see the video, okay? Um, and then they're not wrong, Robbie. If you, a Cuban who doesn't even look white, went to some countries in Europe, they'd call you a N-word too, okay? I'm going to take us to the video now for the people who haven't seen it or to refresh the memories of people who have seen it. And then we're going to break it down and explain why this is so important, why somebody like Elon Musk would amplify this content and what we have to do about it. So here we go. I'm going to show you all the video now. Where are white people's superior at? <laughs> what exactly are white people's superior at? They're real good at violence. Violence. Genocide. It's like stealing people's lives just because they feel like it. If you are white and you know this is happening and you say nothing, then you're a killer too. What exactly are white people's superior at? Insecurity. Pretending. Fear. Being a fearful of nothing. Being ignorant. Blame. Letting their egos control their every move. Superior at being dicks. What exactly are white people superior at? Oppression. Gaslighting. Lack of empathy. Intellectualizing oppression. Did I say oppression? What exactly are white people superior at? Taking what's not there. Taking shit. Taking our ideas. Copycatting. Gentrification. Appropriating things that do not belong to them. Taking over other people's cultures and making you believe that they invented it. Maybe they're thinking of it as repurposing. It's like recycle and repurpose. As my grandma was saying, then white folk, they'll take it if you don't copyright it. They are very good at destruction of land, destruction of people, destruction of humanness. Republican, whether you're Democrat, whether you're conservative, like white people are really good 
at upholding white supremacy. How about claiming that, you know, they are actually a whole separate race when actually white DNA comes from the black female. So what exactly are white people superior? Honey, lying, stealing, and cheating. Manipulation. Withholding information. Lying. Telling lies. All right, so what you just watched is not the embodiment of blackness. It is the embodiment of wokeness. For the people confused, I want to make this very clear because some people decided to make this racial, which, by the way, the irony is not lost on me that a number of the people in that video are themselves part white, okay? And I'm saying this is somebody who is a living breathing example of why you should not judge books by their cover. My family's from Cuba, okay? If you look into my genealogy, my blood, you're going to find majority Spanish, yes, but you're also going to find African American, you're going to find Mongolian, you're going to find East Asian, you're going to find a little bit of Northern European, you're going to find um, Ashkenazi, you're going to find all kinds of stuff, okay? I'm basically a blending of the world. So, you know, anybody who'd like to pose me as somebody doing this for a racial reason or anything like that, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to burst that narrative. This is about what's right. And that's why I'm explaining to people, this doesn't have to do with blackness. In fact, what we just saw is the enemy of the greatness of black people that I've become great friends with, because some of my best friends who are black, they are the strongest people I know. And it's not inherently because they're black. It's because they're intensely hardworking, caring individuals. And that's what we're going to get to is why individuality is so important. I'm going to give an example back to the people who commented earlier that I showed you. I'm going to show you something again. Refresh your memory here. This person who said, if you, a Cuban who doesn't even look white, went to some countries in Europe, they'd call you an N-word too. Okay. Let me address that. First of all, I've been all over Europe. Nobody's ever called me a name, period. Okay. In fact, the only people who have ever called me anything that you could remotely call racist, and in some cases, blatant racism, have been Democrats and folks in China. Okay. I've been all over the world, every single place with the exception of pretty much Antarctica. Okay. And that has been my experience. My lived experience has been that most countries people are just pretty welcoming. You know, they're happy to share their culture, happy to interact with people. A lot of places actually love Americans, despite the tropes that Americans have about how other places hate Americans. Most of them, you know, are pretty interested in our culture, our country, and a lot of the old, you know, adages about America and the ability to make something out of nothing and be able to reach your dreams. So there's a lot of actually really positive sentiment out there for American citizens, maybe not so much for our government, but for our citizens, yes. The only places I've experienced that racism have been through a few individuals in China who I experienced up close and personal when I was there with a friend who was a, a black man from Senegal. And um, the stuff that I heard said to him across the entire trip while we were there was some of the most horrific racism I've ever seen. In fact, it is the most horrific racism I've ever seen. And then here in the U.S. has been Democrats, you know, who don't like my politics and say, you know, because you're Latino, go back to Cuba even though I grew up in America. Um, so, you know, that's beside the point. But really, I want to get to the heart of what's so important with this video. And it's the fact that woke ideology is pushing this. The people in that video, I can almost guarantee you, every single one of them went to higher education at a university in America, okay? And they were taught this hate mostly there, okay? And this hate is not relegated only to one race. This is relegated to an ideology, the left has made this the norm. Anti-white racism is not only acceptable, it is celebrated by Democrats. And why is this so dangerous? I want us to think about history. When in history has a political party focused in on a race of people and things ended well? When is a situation like this turned out for the better? Never. 
And the thing is, it's not too late for us to turn back the tide here. We can do it. It just takes doing what Elon Musk did this weekend. He did something uncomfortable and dangerous for him, and he amplified this content because he is taking incoming from all kinds of media who want to get away from this conversation. They want to avoid the reality that the left has become an explicitly anti-white party. Because see, here's the other trick of the left. They convolute all this under layers and layers so that let's say your average Democrat voter from the South, they don't even understand that this is coming from the Democratic Party. They just see that there's some anti-white sentiment in society and they don't really get where it's coming from because they layer this under so many different things. But the truth is this is all coming from the really, I'd say, most dedicated adherents of their ideology, and that's college professors. That's where this is coming from. And to that point, um, we had this comment from Maj Torre, who's an activist, um, you know, who I think he's libertarian, and he he really is out there trying to get uh, pro-gun sentiment in the black community, teach people how to lawfully carry firearms and defend their families, which I, I fully support. I think that's a great initiative. But he said, there's white students on leftist campuses who say the same thing. Let's get that video out as well to highlight the damage that leftist agendas do. To only present one racial group as if there's not others adds to the blacks hate whites, white hates, whites hate black narrative. Now, this is the most dangerous thing about the video. And I want to address this because, you know, this is the real goal of wokeness is to divide us. And to that point, I want to show you a chart. It's a very important chart. Um, you know, you'll see here in a moment. And it really explains the problem that we have in America. And it's going to take me a second to pull this up because apparently the chart itself didn't transfer over. But you can see it on my social media page. I posted it there. And it essentially shows that in terms of, you know, the American sentiment when it comes to race relations between white and black people, throughout the 90s and 2000s, it was actually pretty great. We were in the 70s, okay? Most people in America, both black and white, thought we were in a great place with race relations. It took an absolute nosedive in 2013. I noticed something else, and by the way, that's election year. That's when Obama came into his second term. The other dips previous to 2013 were all in presidential election years where the media amped up their use of the words racism, racist, and narratives about anti-blackness in the Republican Party, even though that's not actually a reflection of reality. We would love to have more black voters in the Republican Party, and I would say have been doing a great job of embracing black conservatives. And that's something we need to continue to do more of, because the more other folks see representations of themselves within our party, the more accessible we feel to them. And that's just common sense. You know, but when you look at the narratives and you see this is happening only in presidential election years, it suddenly starts to spark your interest. And so when you see this precipitous decline in 2013, where it crashes into the 40s, and now we're in the 30s. So we're in the 30th percentile, where only somewhere in the 30 percentile of black and white Americans believe we're in a good place with race relations in America. And I'd like to meet them because I'm not sure what they're thinking, because obviously we're not and we have work to do. But this is predicated not on actual racism, but on narratives, lies, and really a whole lot of concealing the truth. To give you an example. Just a couple days ago at the BET Awards, Gabrielle Union and her husband, Dwayne Wade, went up on stage and accepted an award for their uh, what 
I guess people consider amazing activism to normalize transgender behavior in the black community. And they went up there and said that trans, specifically black trans people are under attack, okay? That they are being hunted. And this is a quote, every day, everywhere here in America, okay? So I got curious. I looked up the stats. You know what I found? Less than 40 trans people entirely, all races, were killed in the year 2022. Of that, 53% of them were black, okay? That's in alignment, unfortunately, with our homicide numbers in America. And the vast majority of those homicides were perpetrated by other black Americans, which also was in alignment with the general data we have when it comes to homicide in America. These are FBI stats, not mine, not some made up theory. These are just the numbers, okay? I don't like the numbers either. So if you're watching this going, Robbie, it's racist for you to say the numbers. It's not. This is reality. These are the facts. It's something we have to deal with. Okay. And I want to identify something else. Some of you are going to go, oh, well, you know, shouldn't we talk about the fact that African-Americans account for about 13% of our country's population of that about half is black male. So let's say six and a half percent and about half of homicides are being perpetrated and the perpetrators are black males in general and say, isn't there something wrong there? Isn't this racial? It's clearly not, because when you look at other places with significant black populations and you don't see similar numbers, you have to ask yourself, what is the real issue? And the real issue is clearly cultural, okay? And this is where I'm gonna upset people on every side, okay? And I'm perfectly okay with that because that's what the truth requires. Sometimes you're gonna upset people from every ideological bent, including your own, okay? The truth is, is that culture is what's driving this poison and it's culture that is entirely being supported by wokeness and Democrat politicians. It's the culture that pushes, you know, let's say the materialization, that being the most important thing in the black community to young people so that, you know, there's more concern about having the newest shoes, the newest items, whatever it is, than there is on saving, you know, building wealth, buying land, building a family. You know, they don't they don't go and celebrate the things that uplift a community. And some people go, well, this is because of structural and systemic racism. OK, so I want to address that point, because this is the number one argument against why we can't fix this problem, essentially, that unless you go and do reparations, this is never going to change. And the argument I want to give back is the fact that Japanese Americans are not white Americans, but Japanese Americans are among the most successful people in the United States of America. Japanese Americans were in internment camps only a couple decades ago. OK, not a couple, but, you know, we're talking 40, 50 years ago. They're in internment camps in America and had all their possessions stolen. Somehow, with that very recent, very recent trauma, they have risen up as a community of people and become the most successful, one of the lowest crime you'll find in the world. And it's because of culture. It's putting family first. It's putting education first. It's putting hard work first. I've never met a Japanese family that doesn't support each other. It's time we start learning from each other's cultures and taking the best pieces and stop judging each other based on immutable characteristics like our skin. Your skin doesn't make you more likely to be a killer. Your choices do. What you do as an individual is what dictates these things. Wokeness would like you to believe something different. Wokeness is almost a new incarnation of racism, just by a different name. Because wokeness wants you to make that judgment on a book 
the minute you see its cover. Wokeness wants you to look at me and say, he's white, so he can't do this. Wokeness doesn't allow you even a minute to find out that my family are immigrants, that they experienced horrific, horrific tragedies because of communism, that my road hasn't been easy, but that I was able to rise to success because of the opportunities that America offers. There's no room for individuality. There's only room for a snap judgment. That's how wokeness works. You can't have complexity. You can't have individuality. You can only have snap judgments and they have to tell the whole story. You know, if I don't feel comfortable with my child, for instance, going into a bathroom, my daughter, with somebody who's a man that professes to be a woman and dresses up as one, then I'm a transphobic bigot. When in reality, I'm just looking out for my daughter's safety. It's not that I fear every man who wants to dress up as a woman or thinks they are one. I don't. It's that I, as a father, have been entrusted with the safety of my child. And I'm going to do everything to protect them. And guess what? My child is more likely to be assaulted by a male who thinks he's a woman than they are to be assaulted by a woman. So when they go to the bathroom, it's my job to protect them that they don't go in there with a man dressed up as a woman. It's not because I hate you. It's because I love my daughter. And that's the truth. Wokeness doesn't allow you the room to have any nuance, doesn't allow you the room to be an individual. And it will strangle everyone eventually. So if you think that you're immune because you're black or you're a person of color or whatever it is, just look at the history of communist revolutions where they do this type of thing. It eats everyone eventually, except for the very powerful who are in charge of all of it, profiting on all of it. Okay. And that gets to the very heart of why are videos like this made? Why was this racist video made? It was made with the sole intent of pushing division. They want us divided because then we're distracted. We are focused on other things instead of them stealing from all of us. Because that's what a lot of the globalists in power are doing. In fact, I would say most of them, if not all of them. They're stealing all of our resources. They're building collections of wealth and corporate power that most people can't even conceive of through places like BlackRock and Vanguard, who own a piece of almost everything in the world at this point. They're able to push this institutional control and groupthink through their, through their ownership of these corporations. They do this through ESG. These ESG initiatives require companies to adhere to strict standards that come from a far left Marxist viewpoint, frankly. It's almost like corporate communism, which I know sounds weird, but if you look at China, it's kind of a good example of where we're headed. Because the CCP, although explicitly called a communist party, they pretend to have some sense of free market ability to own a company and operate a company, but in truth, it's all controlled by the Chinese government. Something like that's where we're headed, but almost darker. Because there is no room at all for dissent. Period. You will be unpersoned. You will not be allowed to operate within the systems that we've traditionally been able to operate in, including having a voice online eventually, if you do not adhere. That's if we do nothing about it. That's why Elon Musk standing up and amplifying content like this is so important because he is taking the risk. He's taking the risk of being hit from all sides, from the media, 
by global power structures, losing everything he's built up because that's how much this matters. Ask yourself why the left cheered him on as a genius for years and years and years, only to turn around and say he's pretty much the stupidest man on earth. It's because he did the one thing they consider the biggest sin. He spoke out against wokeness and attempted to drive a stake through the heart of it. That's what they fear the most, because if we don't have wokeness poisoning our society, unity will begin to grow again. Politics can become about the people again. It can become about common sense again. It can become about sanity. But it takes us all taking those steps. We can't just be the people anymore who refuse to stand up and say anything because we're afraid of losing our job or losing friends or ruffling feathers. It's time to ruffle some feathers. Tell the truth. This ideology is poisonous. When you go to work, you shouldn't be forced to refer to some guy as Zer. Okay? It's ludicrous. Media outlets should not be forced to use Latinx to describe Latino people who don't want to be called Latinx, some made-up word that white progressives made up because it makes them feel better about the fact that this is such a gendered language and we need to fix that because they're always a savior within these progressive circles. That's what they think at least. In truth, they're the greatest destroyers. They're destroying every shared norm and value that we have as a society and if we do nothing to stop it, we have no one to blame for ourselves for what we're going to get. In fact, the only people able to put any blame anywhere are going to be our children and our grandchildren because they're going to be blaming us. They're going to be blaming us for being cowards too weak to stand up when it mattered. Wokeness seeks to divide everything and everyone. And some people will go, define wokeness for me. It's very simple to define wokeness. And I want you to listen slowly and carefully. Wokeness is seeking to delete our shared norms and values built over decades, in fact, even longer. But these shared values and traditions, they want them gone, even language. And they seek to replace our language, our shared norms, our values with something entirely entirely built by one train of far left thought. And they want that system to be protected with enforcement of those values so that if you don't have them, they will enforce their will upon you. You will lose your job. You will lose your freedoms. We all got a taste of this during COVID. If you don't think that that was just a taste of what they're capable of doing in the future, you were not paying attention. COVID was just the beginning. Everything you saw that you got a taste of, that was just a sliver of how bad this can all go. So I hope you stand up. I hope you do something brave. I hope you are able to act with the sort of courage that Elon Musk did because you might say, oh, well, he's one of the richest people in the world. Easy for him to do. He could lose all of it. He could lose his influence. In fact, among certain circles, he already has because he's dared to speak up however you feel about him. And I know there's feelings on every side. You know, some people think that it's all a ruse, whatever. What he's doing is an immeasurable gift to humanity when it comes to wokeness. We must drive a stake through the heart of wokeness if we want humanity to survive and thrive. Just look around in history. It has never gone well. We're headed down a dark road. In fact, 
I mentioned at the beginning, my family's from Cuba. America is not the first place to experience this. In Cuba, there was also a cultural revolution that included wokeness. In fact, Castro's people handed out pamphlets in South Florida trying to build up support for the Communist Party in Cuba among people that you know are only 90 miles away in South Florida. And if you look at those pamphlets today, they use the exact language that the modern Democratic Party uses to sell their policies about racial justice, equity, healthcare for all. And it was all bullshit. Okay? I don't cuss very often, but it was. It was all bullshit. It was all a lie. A lie sold to the people to draw them into a system that would then steal every one of their freedoms systematically. And sadly... A lot of people cheered it on in the beginning, only to be put in chains by that exact system that they cheered for only a few years later. That's why you see actually in South Florida today, a number of families who have emigrated from Cuba to the US who were actually pro-Castro, quote unquote, revolutionary families. But they left because they found out the hard way that wokeness comes for everyone eventually, unless you're at the very top. That's the truth. So um, I want to examine a few other pieces of this. You know, Ben Shapiro commented on it and said, racism is just honky-dory and left-wing culture provided it's against white people. This is an important point because they've specifically targeted in on white people. And this isn't grievance politics. This is just noticing reality. In America, if you played this video, and this was my original point, the video I played earlier, and I'm going to play it again right now, just so I want you to think while we do this. Replace the word white with any other race. I don't care what it is. And ask yourself what would happen to these people if they said this about any other race. And I mean any other race. So let's just play it back real quick. What are white people superior at? <laughs> what exactly are white people superior at? They're real good at violence. Violence. Genocide. It's like stealing people's lives just because they feel like it. If you are white and you know this is happening and you say nothing, then you're a killer too. What exactly are white people superior at? Insecurity. Pretending. Fear. Being fearful of nothing. Being ignorant. Blame. Letting their egos control their every move. Superior at being dicks. What exactly are white people superior at? Oppression. Gaslighting. Lack of empathy. Intellectualizing oppression. Did I say oppression? What exactly are white people superior at? Taking what's not there. Taking shit. Taking our ideas. Copycatting. Gentrification. Appropriating things that do not belong to them. Taking over other people's cultures and making you believe that they invented it. Maybe they're thinking of it as repurposing. It's like recycle and repurpose. As my grandma would say, then white folk, they'll take it if you don't copyright it. They are very good at destruction of land, destruction of people, destruction of humanness. Republican, whether you're Democrat, whether you're conservative, like white people are really good at upholding white supremacy. How about claiming that, you know, they are actually a whole separate race when actually white DNA comes from the black female? So what exactly are white people superior? Honey, lying, stealing and cheating. Manipulation. Withholding information. Lying. Telling lies. All right, so... You know how I talked about individuality? Yeah, this doesn't allow for it. The reason they're casting aspersions on an entire race is because that's what wokeness teaches. There is no individual. 
So whatever your outside characteristics are, get familiar with them now because wokeness is coming for those, not for what's on the inside, not for what charity work you do, not for your accomplishments in life, not for what a good dad or mom you are, not for what a good human being you've been, not for the people you've helped, not for your faith, not for anything except for those outside characteristics. That's what matters to leftism. And that's what's so poisonous. I talked earlier about the fact that the only racism that I've seen up close and personal in life has occurred in China when some individuals were incredibly racist to me and a friend from Senegal who I was there with, and then also here in the US from Democrats. Now, you know, I could very easily cast aspersions on everyone in China because I had that experience with those people, but I don't do that because I'm not a leftist. I'm not an adherent of wokeness. I'm fully aware of the fact that Chinese people have varying opinions across the board, and I don't assign racism to every single Chinese person that I meet. That would be incredibly stupid and racist of me, but that's what the left wants you to do. They want you to make those judgments if the person is white. They want you to attach these sins of some people who were white from hundreds of years ago and put those on people living today who have nothing to do with what happened hundreds of years ago. For instance, in California right now, they're in discussions for $5 million per individual in reparations if you're black. Now, just for a quick history lesson, California never had slavery at all, like at all. They were not part of the transatlantic slave trade. So I'm not sure how you can explain how California citizens are responsible for slavery that happened when they weren't alive to the tune of using 500 or I'm sorry, $5 million per person in taxpayer provided money to pay people back who were themselves never enslaved. You know, I, I don't want my children going back and asking for reparations from somebody who hurt my family back in Cuba. Because the people they'd be asking are not the people who did it. So just to make it extra personal, even in the, the trauma of my own family, I don't believe that would be appropriate. The people who did it are not the ones there to repay it. We have to have honest conversations. And in America, if we want to be successful, we have to take what we've been given is an opportunity. And if you think this is a terrible country, you have not traveled the world. This is one of the greatest places you will ever step foot on. You're lucky to be here, even if, you're, even if you live in an impoverished area of the country. We are lucky to be here. We have opportunity. We can succeed. You can go from nothing to something. That's a lot more than other countries can say. In Cuba, I'd be dead or imprisoned, one of the two, for the crime of wanting to be free. In America, at least, I'm able to be an activist for what I believe in. And I'm not afraid of dying. I'm not afraid of being imprisoned. We have to count our blessings and how lucky we are and stop whining and attaching our failures to the crimes of people who were alive hundreds of years ago. The pain of what happened will not fix what is to come. Only hard work can do that. That's the truth. So thank you for joining me today. We'll be back. Uh, we've got an episode. In fact, you know what? Before I go, two things. If you want to start to fight against wokeness today, start by canceling your cell phone provider. These woke companies are a part of the ESG agenda, okay? 
We have a partner, Patriot Mobile, that you can switch to, keep your phone number, keep your phone, all that stuff. And you're switching to a company that does not go into these ESG narratives, is not a part of all that global governance BS that seeks to undermine our values. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Starbuck. You get free activation. It's a great service. If you're worried about what kind of service, it is the same standards as all the major cell phone companies. That's patriotmobile.com slash Starbuck. Other thing, Thursday, we're going to have a fantastic, amazing new episode with Chloe Cole. I think maybe our biggest episode yet, um, even bigger than the Chris Beck episode that launched into millions and millions of views across the world um, because that was such a compelling story. Chloe's interview is heart-wrenching. It's amazing. It, it shows the journey from a child in just absolute agony who transitioned um, when a child should never be able to transition to detransitioning and becoming an activist and a warrior for children who is standing up to stop the insanity, stop the transitions. And we'll have updates, you know, in that as well. One great update we have, I haven't been on since because I was sick last week, is that um, the bill my wife and I have been pushing in the state of Tennessee here, our home, to ban these transgender surgeries, hormones, and puberty blockers for children uh, has passed and is on the governor's desk. And so has the bill we've been pushing to uh, make it illegal to take children to drag shows. And again, to drive the point home, since the woke left would like to say it's transphobic or uh, you know bigoted against the LGBT community to, to push these bills, this does not ban drag. If you're an adult, you want to do drag, knock yourself out. Not my thing, but you're an adult in America. It's your freedom to do so. It's just not your freedom to abuse children, period. Same thing when it comes to the, the transgender surgeries. This deals with children. Children are too young to make these decisions about things that can destroy their biology, destroy their ability to have children, leave them infertile and in pain for the rest of their days with horrific medical complications. And I'm proud to say those have passed and are on the governor's desk. And the governor said yesterday he is going to sign them. So um, that's a huge win for everybody who cares about these issues, about our children, and about reality and common sense becoming really the forefront of American politics again. Because if we can if we can get there, we can save this country. But if we continue to allow wokeness to become the dominant narrative, where dissent is not allowed, where people don't speak up, we will lose this country. And I'm going to tell you something, a story Ronald Reagan used to say, and then I'll sign off. He used to talk about uh, this story where there were two businessmen talking to a Cuban immigrant and the two businessmen were saying to each other how lucky they were to be born American. And the Cuban turned to them and said, I'm the lucky one. What are you guys talking about? I had somewhere to go. If it ever happens here, you guys don't. And that's the truth. There's nowhere else to go. There is no other beacon of freedom to run to. This is it. If we don't stand up, we will lose our country, we will lose our freedom, and there is no beacon of freedom to go run to. So please, be brave. To steal a line from James O'Keefe, be brave, do something. Thank you, guys.